Nedarim Dav Samach Dalit. We are now starting the ninth parak of Masechet Nedarim after discussing what a person means when he vows and what does it entail and until when he prohibits himself. Now we're going to start with how a Hatarat Nedarim happens. So with that, we're starting with the Mishnah on Samach Dalit Amud Aleph, straight from the, the first word on the the, the Daf. Rabbi Eliezer Omer. A person wants to come and do Hatan Darim. The first thing we say to him, uh, we, if you knew that this is a disgrace to your parents, people are going to say, the only reason this person vows so much is because it was so light in his parents' house. Or if people are going to say, listen, to Rasha ben Rasha, his parents taught him how to be disrespectful, so he's disrespectful, he's vowing all the time, he's not careful with Hashem's name. If you knew people were going to talk about your parents, would you have vowed? And if a person says no, then uh, then uh, we allow the neder that we do hatran nedarim. But hachamim osrin, hachamim say no. You, you can't open up a neder like that. You can't open up a hatran nedarim like that because because some people are going to be embarrassed of their parents and they're going to say yes, even though at the time when they originally made the vow, they didn't care about their parents. But right now, in front of the rabbi, he's not going to he's not going to say I don't care about my parents, and now I do. So because he might not be truthful, and therefore Hatanadarim won't be a real Hatanadarim, Hachamim say you can't open up with that. And Amar Abid Sadok, already talking about his parents, uh, start talking about Kadosh Baruch Hu. If a person vows, uh, it's like you're vowing on the king himself, and that, that's disrespectful to Hashem, you should bring that up. And in Ken, if that's the case, we're going to start opening up with Hashem's disgrace, and there's not going to be any vows. Meaning, when someone comes to the rabbi, he's not going to be so brazen as to say, yeah, I didn't care about Hashem when I made the vow. No, he's, he's going to lie about it and say that, oh, I didn't think of that, and now I feel bad, even though he really didn't feel bad. So because of this illegitimacy, you can't bring up parents, and you can't bring up Hashem either. That you do open up with his parents' honor. If it's something between his parents and him, let's say he said, I'm not going to go visit them anymore. Okay, they tell him, I understand you don't, you don't want to visit them anymore, but uh, the holidays are coming up and you should visit and it's disrespectful to your parents, then okay, you can bring it up. If it's something to do with parents, then you're, you're allowed to bring it up. Then here's another lenient. You're allowed to open up Hatarin Darim saying, if you knew this was going to happen, something that usually doesn't happen, if you knew that this would happen, would you have vowed? You're allowed to say that. Hachamim Osrim. Hachamim say you can't open up with something that's, uh, that happened that's unusual. The idea is about Hatarin Darim, we're going to go back retroactively and say it never happened. So if it's something that didn't happen back then when you made the vow, then we can't open up the Hatarat Nedarim with it. We can't annul with something that wasn't there at the time when he made the when he made the vow. He has to say, Oh, I didn't know this at the time I made the vow. Not I didn't know this later on. So that's Hachamim. So the Gemara says Ketzad, what is considered Nolad? Something that uh, was gonna that happened that was not common that we didn't know for sure was gonna happen. So if a person said Amar Konam Sheani Nehenale Yishpil, I need to change it to Sheani. If a person said I'm not going to have any benefit from this person, Ben and then he became a Tamid Hacham, and you have to ask him Shelot Oshaya Masiet Beno, and all this, or all of a sudden, uh, this person uh, is marrying off his uh, child. 
right? And Bekarov Samed will be Karov, meaning very, very soon. He's just uh, marrying off his kid. Ve'amar, and the Vahar said, If I knew that this person is going to be a rabbi, or he's marrying off his son now, I have to come to the wedding. I never would have made that vow. Now that's something that uh, only happened after the vow. Same thing, or Konam Lebayit Zeshani Nichnas, the person said, I vow now walking into this house. And now it became a shul next door. If I knew this was going to be a shul, I never would have made this vow. So again, Rabbi Eliezer is matir. Rabbi Eliezer allows it. Vachachamim, Osrim Hachamim, don't allow it. Now, we said in the Mishnah that uh, Rabbi Eliezer is okay if they open up and then Rabbi Tzadok said, listen, if you're already talking about his parents' honor, talk about Hashem's honor, and then there's not going to be uh, vows. So the Gemara tries to understand what does that mean. It might end the darim. What does that mean? There's not going to be vows. So, if that's the case, then vows will not be annulled correctly. Because let's say when a person vowed, he was so angry, he didn't even care about Hashem. He's vowing anyways. When he comes to the rabbi, he's not going to actually say that. He's going to lie about it. He's going to say, oh, I didn't know about Hashem, even though he really did. And then the Hatan and Darim won't be good. It won't be legitimate. Now, that's something that's only between a person and Hashem, but between his parents, he doesn't care. A person will be disrespectful to his parents, and he won't lie about it in front of the rabbi. That's the way Rabbi Tzhak says. The Hachamim say that even in, with the, with the honor of the of a person's parents, a person wouldn't lie about it in front of his rabbi. So that's Abaye's explanation for En Nedarim. And Itarin Yafeh, Amar, if that's the case, then we'll never have a situation where someone's going to go in front of the rabbi and ask for Atan Darim. He's always going to say, oh, I forgot about Hashem now, I remembered about Hashem, I apologize, and uh, see, I don't even need Atan Darim. And the problem is, it says, a person cannot annul his own value, he needs a hacham to annul it. And Rabbi Eliezer holds that a person would go to the rabbi to get Atan Darim for something that has to do with his parents' kavod. Because there's lighter nedarim, that you go to the rabbi, and it's not a big deal to get a hatar nedarim, therefore he'll get used to coming to the rabbi, and he'll come even when it has to do with his parents' kavod. Hachamim hold, in every vow, there's a little bit of a disgrace to his parents, and we're worried he's not going to go to the rabbi. That's one explanation of the Ran. The Ran also explains that could be Rabbi also agrees to Abaye that we're worried that vows will not be annulled correctly because people will lie. He's only arguing on the what the what's the reason Hachamim say you don't open up with the parents' kavod. Abaye holds is because people will lie about their parents' kavod, and Abaye holds people don't care about their parents' kavod as much. So now the Gemara asks a question. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, Modim Hachamim Rabbi Eliezer bedavar shebeno leben avivemo shepotchin lo bechvod avivemo. Hachamim agreed to Rabbi Eliezer if it's a vow that has to do between a child and his parents, then okay, we do open up with their kavod. So Bishlam al Abaye, I get it. According to Abaye de Amar, imken any darim any tarim yafeh that vows will not be annulled correctly. Because the person will lie and he won't say the truth that he didn't care about his parents. Hacha, okay, when he vowed from them, you could say, listen, once he was disrespectful to them at the time of the vow, so he was disrespectful. So, you know, when he's going to come to when he's come to the rabbi, and he's not going to be embarrassed to say, listen, I was disrespectful and now I want to be good. No one's going to come to the rabbi to get an annulment. So then over here, when it's between a child and his parents, why should we open up? Why should we say anything about his parents? 
Aren't you worried that he's not going to come to the rabbi? He'll say, listen, every value you go to the rabbi, so over here also, he's going to come to the rabbi anyways, and we'll open up with his parents' kavod, and we're not worried he's not going to come to the rabbi. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, he permits the rabbi to open up with something that happened after the vow, something that's not common that happened after the vow. My What's Rebbe reason? Technically, Hakamim have a point. Listen, uh, you're, everything's going backwards, and at the time, this nolad wasn't in existence. So, how could you open up with nolad? So, Amar of Hasda, the Amar Kera. learns it from Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu swore to Yitro, I'm going to marry your daughter, I'm not going back to Egypt. And what was the reason? Because there was a fear going back to Egypt. Because the Tanva Biram, they they told uh, Paro that he killed the, the the Mitzri, and his life was in danger. So he swore, right? And uh, Hashem told him, "Listen, I need you to go back to Egypt and get the Jewish people out." Why? Because Kimetu Kola Anashim, all those people who were uh, who were bothering you, they, they died, right? Veha Mita Denoladu, and Mita is something that is unexpected that came after the vow and the fact that Hashem allowed that you see from here that you're allowed to open up with an olad so if Hashem himself did it then we could do it also now so then if that's the case if is coming from Moshe Rabbeinu and Hashem himself then what's the Rabbanan's reason for not allowing an olad so the Gemara explains because the rabbis hold did the Tanav Abraham really die Anywhere we see that the people are protesting against Moshe, fighting, Nitzim, two people were fighting, two Jewish people fighting, that was the time of Aviram, and then it says, uh, This is by Korah, you had the time of Aviram facing Moshe and Aaron, there was a, a real confrontation, and so you know it's them. So you see they're still alive. So it wasn't really a nolad. And the reason we called uh, that Hashem said kimetu is because explained because they became poor. When someone becomes poor, that's, uh, that's as if he died. It's not really dead, but it's as if he died. And it wasn't a real nolad because someone becoming poor is very possible at the time of a vow. So it's not something out, that is not common. It's not something out of the blue. It's something normal that they could become uh, poor. And therefore, when Hashem opened up, it was not a nolad. And once we're on this subject, anyone who does not have children is considered that give me children, otherwise I'm considered dead. Vitanya and we have is four types of people who are considered as if they're dead. Someone who is poor, someone who has sarat, someone who is blind, and someone who doesn't have children. Ani It says by the time of Abiram that they passed away. Now it can't be that they were Mitzurahim because it says they were Bekerev called Israel. They were in between Israel, and that means they were not Mitzurahim. So I have to leave. And it can't be blind because they said hi. Even if you poke out our eyes, we're not coming to you. And you can't say they did not have children because someone without children is not uh, someone important and uh, Paro would never listen to them. This is based on the Ran and the Fazain. 
Number two is Metzorat. Dichtiv, it says by Miriam, Anevi'ah, when she got Tetzorat, uh, that Moshe prayed for her, I'll not tehi kamet. She should not be like a dead person. Shows you the person Tetzorat is considered as if he's dead. Vesuma, Dichtiv, Bemahashakim, Hoshibani, Kemete Olam. It says by a blind person, Hashem put me in darkness like those who passed away. You see, blind, a person who can't see, is considered dead. And umisha and lo banim, a person doesn't have children. Dichtiv it says by Rachel lahaba li banim veim ayin metanochi. Give me children, otherwise I'm considered dead. And just not to end off on a bad note, I would like to give a berachat everyone to to be able to to, to be rich, to have children, smachot, and you should be tzaddikim and always be considered alive. And uh, we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.